Thanks for listening to Schlereth and Evans On Demand, presented by Bathfitter. Hey guys, if you drop the ball when it comes to your bath or shower remodel, Bathfitter doesn't just fit your bath, they fit your budget and schedule. Bathfitter will install a tub or shower in just one day. Bathfitter's price guarantee is a slam dunk. Bathfitter, it just fits. Reacting to the news of Sean Payton's hiring and looking ahead to Philly and KC, Twin Peaks presents Schlereth and Evans. Welcome to Four Down Territory. As Stink and Mike take a look at the four biggest stories in Denver sports. Here's Schlereth and Evans kicking it off with First Down. Mark, are we going to get a Woj bomb and Adrian Wojnarowski... Big announcement that the Nuggets have made a big trade today to keep up with what the Suns and Mavericks and uh, Lakers have done in just the the last day or two. I think we'll get. I don't think we'll get a Woj bomb. I think maybe a uh, like a like. What's a smaller version of a bomb, Mike? Like a firecracker or a Woj firecracker? firecracker. <laughs> a woge, a woge dud. Like it's not going to be. I mean, it's not going to be a name like everybody else got. But right. I think they. I think it will be one of those. One of those things where you get a really good player that fits a role, a, def, a wing that can defend, or something of that nature. But I don't think you're going to get you know a big time named player. Let me give you a guy. All okay, right. and, and, and his name has been been out there for for a while. Um, I I like him. I think he would give them exactly what he he'd be kind of like another Aaron Gordon. And I'm talking about OG Ananobi, Ananobi, OG Ananobi, OG Ananobi. Oh boy, Obi Wan Kenobi. What? <laughs> if we get Obi Wan Kenobi, we are going to be so good because he can play with a force, man. Huge. Q, Q Kevin Harlan trying to talk about uh, Albert Okawebunum. OG Ananobi. Ananobi. Oh, whatever. Anyway. Let's call him Obi. OG Ananobi. Anyway, Toronto, 6'7, 232 pounds, wing guy, good defender. Also can score, averages about 16 points per game. Again, think like a, like an Aaron Gordon type player. Uh, that's what the Nuggets need. Uh, they can score. I don't worry about their ability to score. They don't need to add more scoring, okay? Right. But even though they've made, under Michael Malone, more of a commitment to defense, this is still not a good defensive team, okay? Nikola Jokic is not a great defensive player. Um, neither is Jamal Murray. Neither is Michael Porter Jr. So they could use an infusion of, of guys that can come in and especially on the wing play defense. So a guy like Ananobi would be a would be a terrific pickup. Somebody like that, but if you want a specific name to attach to it, that's the kind of guy we are uh, we're talking about. We await the trade deadline coming up at about one o'clock today. Second down. The Avalanche are in Tampa. Oh, boy, does that bring back some great memories. By the way, the uh, NHL ESPN uh, dropped their Avs documentary on their uh, championship run last year. Uh, Mm -hmm. You can find that. uh, I think it's on ESPN Plus right now. But we have more pressing matters right now. We have an Avalanche team that's... uh, Trying to trying to get a foothold, a firm foothold in the in the playoff chase, and they're playing a Tampa team that just shows no signs of slowing down. Let me ask you this question: uh, What if the Avalanche can't go back to back? What to what to you is the 
definition of a of a acceptable season for you? And is there any scenario where the season becomes wow, that was a failure? Is there, is there any scenario? Ooh, um, well, if they didn't go back to the playoffs, that would be a a huge failure. But would it? Except, would it? Yes. Would it? Because when you win a championship, don't don't you have like a full grace period after that? Yeah, or or or, no. or do you look at what Tampa has done? Tampa going to the Stanley Cup Finals three straight times and again showing no signs of, of letting up this year is it is it up to the Avalanche? Hey, maybe you don't have to win it every year, but you you, you better be right there every year. Yeah, and if I mean, you don't, it's a disappointment. Mike, I think if you don't go to the playoffs, it's a disappointment because you. I mean, you have McCarr is one of the best in in. You know, in all hockey, in all hockey, uh, Lekkonen is is playing great. McKinnon is is one of the best players in all hockey. You've got some of the best players in hockey. So yeah, it would be a disappointment if you didn't go to the playoffs. I mean, I think it's a disappointment. It's kind of disappointing if you don't go fairly deep in the playoffs. Like I, I, I feel like I feel like you should be you should be like Tampa and that franchise and what they're doing. Should be the way you operate. Should be the way you look at yourself. By the way, with the Avs picking up that uh, point the other night, OTL, overtime loss, and the the Wild losing last night in Dallas, uh, it's a precarious foothold, but the Avs do have a spot in the playoffs right now as they have moved up to third in their division. All right. But still tied with Minnesota, still tied with Calgary. So it uh, it is uh, it is not a firm foothold, but uh, at least as of right now, they are in. We look forward to Avs Lightning 5 o'clock on ESPN tonight. Third down. The uh, Russell Wilson charity controversy in which a USA Today report shows that Russell Wilson's charity only gave back some 23, 24% of the proceeds back to charity uh, Russ, who is usually very, very visible on social media, has been quiet mm-hmm. over the last couple of days. Uh, last posting was a congratulations to Sean Payton, but that's about it. Uh, knowing Russ, following Russ's career like you have, knowing the people that he has around him, when should we expect some kind of uh, explanation, some kind of statement from him? Yeah, I mean... That's a great question because I would think that you would want to get out in front a little bit. You know, there is that the, the thought process of hey, just let it die, let it die out, right? Just don't address it, and you're not back into you know into a situation where you have to talk to people or you have to be a part of of mini camp or OTAs. So let's just let that thing kind of die. Um, but I think it, I think the best thing to do is get out in front of it. His team put put together whatever the statement is. Get out in front of it, and then yeah, we're going to dig deep into this thing. We're going to figure it out, and we're going to rectify, you know, whatever wrongs we've done, like however we've mismanaged it. I, I, w- I would think that that would be the way they would go, but who knows? Yeah, I, I would assume something's going to be along the lines of, uh, hey, I, we hired people to to run this. Um, it was not run the way I wanted it to. Uh, it was mismanaged. Changes will be made, but ultimately, this uh, this this lands in my lap. It's my responsibility. It's my responsibility to fix it and and make sure this thing does uh, goes right and is yeah. done right uh, because this is what is important to me. But he, you're right. He does have to make a definitive 
uh, statement about it. And um, yeah, uh, he needs to he needs to be needs as to you say as you say own it. And that's something he hasn't always been willing to do in his career. Right? <laughs> He's at a point now where he needs to own it. He needs to start owning things. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. He needs to just step up to own it. And you know, I, I told you when I when I had him doing the Broncos Raiders game, and said, you know, you you've mentioned you have to play better. Give me some specifics on what you have to do better. Well, we have to score more touchdowns. It's not what I asked you. Like own something, put it on yourself, put it on your shoulders. Like give us specifics of of what went wrong and how you're going to rectify it. And this is, a, I mean, to me, this is great. This this way it needs to be, and he needs to address it. Okay. Uh, that is what's going on with uh, four down territory. And uh, coming up, Jake Plummer. Heard from Jake yesterday, who looks like he's like uh, joined a, a 70s cover band. Uh, we'll hear from Jake the Snake coming up next. Reacting to the news of Sean Payton's hiring and looking ahead to Philly and KC, Twin Peaks presents Schlereth and Evans. Barking of Phoenix, broadcasting from his hot box. Oof. Listen, I'm, I'm just, uh, like, I went on a little explore. There's this beautiful couch and this kind of sitting area. There's nobody. Like, there is nobody on this floor. This is just a conference room floor. Then get outside, set up your your your, your portable broadcasting unit on the couch, and relax. Right. You're, you're trying to be nice. You're at this hotel in Phoenix. Your daughters are upstairs sleeping. Yeah. And you're, you're trying to be nice box. to everybody, and you're in this little hot box. Yeah. It smells like Fritos. Yeah, it does. <laughs> you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> it smells like ass favor, ass flavored Fritos. <laughs> I had to open the door and get some. I had to open the door, and get some fresh air in here. Oof! Uh, <laughs> what did I eat? What, well, uh, by the way, the mm-hmm. Russell Wilson Foundation, yes, released a statement. Not okay. Russell Wilson, but the yeah, Russell but the Wilson Foundation. Why Not You Foundation. And and all it was was just highlighting the accomplishments of the foundation, and then mm-hmm. getting a couple of quotes from some charities that have been helped out by right. the foundation. So it's not really a statement. It's just kind of a hey, hey, look at us, look at us, and look at the good we've done, and don't just completely bury us. Which is fine, right. but right. it's still not from Russ. So until we hear something from Russ, mm-hmm. uh, not really interested in going deep dive into a statement from the uh, powers that be at the uh, foundation itself. We have the winner of our Sean Payton song contest. As you know, if you listen to this show, all the coaches have their own soundtrack. So whenever we play them, they have their own song. And we took all, this was all listener driven, by the way, all listener Mm -hmm. driven. And it was nominations. It was voting. March Madness bracket style, and ultimately we came up with uh, Alice Cooper's No More Mr. Nice Guy, because that's Sean Payton now. New right. Sheriff in town. So we wanted to give you an idea what it would sound like. So we took um, uh, Payton's comments reacting to uh, DMAC's question about Jake Heaps and Ross not having personal coaches in the building anymore. This, this is this, So just to give you an idea now how it'll sound moving forward. I'm not familiar with that relative to what we're going to do. Um, I'm going to hire the coaching staff. Um, there's going to be a certain. Now I'm old, he's 
method of how we practice, mm-hmm. how we prepare. Mm-hmm. And so what was done prior, uh, obviously, uh, some of it unique or maybe some of it very common uh, is of no importance to me. Uh, certainly, we're not going to have private and there you go. Yeah. So yes. no more Mr. Nice Guy. I think we nailed that one. Good yeah, job, listeners. I, and by the yeah. way, we didn't do it. The listeners did it. Yeah. Awesome, awesome job. I think you captured it perfectly. And I love the way Johnny put it together. And I love the way we did the, uh, you know, the the bracket. Right? We just went down and... All voted and on. Went, yeah. Went mono a mono. Huge. It was great. It's huge. Jake huge. Plummer. At the uh, Super Bowl radio row yesterday, as you expect, big Arizona State guy and uh, uh, making the rounds yesterday and talking with our very own uh, Nine News Bronco insider Mike Kliss about Russell Wilson. But yeah, Russell's a phenomenal football player. Um, you know, it, it's more like, is he, is he the guy that's down in the trenches and on a Friday afternoon when everybody wants to leave town and go home or go to Vegas or do something? Is he out there demanding them to run harder, to finish the wind sprints, to finish their workouts? And that just, it's not being, you know, overbearing or having your hand, foot down on him. It's just, hey, are you in this? Do you want to win? I do. And this is what I'm doing. And this is how hard I'm going to go in front of you. So you have no excuses but to, to, to up your level and up your game during the offseason. Jake Plummer, to me, is the perfect example of where to go with Russ at this stage of his career. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Jake was a guy who was known as it's Jake the Snake, right? right? Running around, making plays, you know, playing like his hair was on fire. But then he got with Mike Shanahan, and they they butted heads, certainly. But but Jake kind of toned down his game, ran the West Coast offense, the boot game, got out in, in space, made plays, also supported by a really strong running game. To me, Jake Plummer and, and how... Mike Shanahan navigated Jake Plummer maybe to me is a, a perfect example of how Sean Payton could navigate Russell Wilson. Yeah, I don't think there's I don't think there's any question about that Mike and you're right. You know, your ability to 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 harness the best and to basically, you know, one of the things about Jake Plummer was um you know, in Arizona when he played there, there were a lot of a lot of hey man, comebacks and great play but a lot of hey, you put us in a position where we had to come back because of interceptions and and you know lack of of judiciousness with the football, right? Protecting the football. And when he got here, I mean, you look at his record, you know, his win loss record. You look at the you know his statistical what he has done statistically. Um, you know, he cleaned up the turnovers. He cleaned up all that stuff. And I understand that the butted heads, but. He played his best football here in Denver, and they went to an AFC championship game. They lost to Pittsburgh at home, but he almost took them to a Super Bowl. Like, they were one game away from going to a Super Bowl with Jake Plummer. So, yeah, he did I mean, he did a phenomenal job of kind of changing what he was in Arizona and under the tutelage of Mike Shanahan and that offensive staff, you know, really, really made huge strides. Coming up, we've got what's trending, and depending on how you feel about Russell Wilson these days, there's something else you can blame him for. Details next. Reacting to the news of Sean Payton's hiring and looking ahead to Philly and KC, Twin Peaks presents Schlereth and Evans. Here's Schlereth and Evans with what's trending right now. 
The NBA trade deadline is coming up today around 1 o'clock. And uh, already some big names on the move. Kyrie Irving to uh, Dallas. Saw D'Angelo Russell get uh, dealt to uh, the Lakers for Russell uh, Westbrook. But the big one fell last night as the Phoenix Suns traded for Kevin Durant, setting the Suns up now with a big four core of Durant, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, and Devin Booker. At DenverSports.com, our Jake Shapiro writes an article with the headline blaring, Denver Nuggets title hopes take a brutal turn as Suns land Durant. Would you say that their championship aspirations took a brutal turn? No, not a brutal turn, but it certainly it certainly doesn't help. I mean, certainly the Phoenix Suns got a whole lot better um, just from a pure talent standpoint and getting one of the best players in, in the NBA. Um, to be part of their squad with already having Booker and already having Chris Paul. So, Aiden, as you mentioned. So, yeah, I mean, you put that big four up, and, you know, I try to convince myself that we had a big four, but we really have a, would you even call it a big three? And a, three and a half? I think they have a big three. No, no, no. You, you, give, me, you give me Jokic, Murray, yeah, Aaron oh, Gordon. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm, fair. I'm fine. Yeah. I'll put that big three up against uh, anybody else's big three. So they have a big four. We have a big 3.25. Three and a quarter? Is, yeah. that, is that what MPJ is right now? He's a quarter? Yeah, he's a quarter. Like, he can he can play big at time. I mean, if his shot, if he's knocking down his shot, then we have a big four. If he's not, we have a big three and change. So the Vegas wise guys believe uh-huh. that the Nuggets title hopes have taken a brutal turn as the Suns championship odds are now better than the Nuggets. Mm. The Suns now have the best championship odds out of any team in the West. Uh, they're at about uh, plus 460 and the Nuggets are at plus 700. So we'll see. By that. the way, by the way, how excited are the folks at ESPN right now and, and Fox for that matter and everywhere else because now all of a sudden they can talk about the additions with the LA Lakers and how's LeBron gonna, you know, will his team to a championship, the all time leading scorer or the Phoenix, like it, it all of a sudden, but there's just such a back burner aspect already to a back burner team. Oh, Nuggets. Yeah. You think they were ignored before? Yeah, I mean, it's just, just it's, they might as well, you might as well cancel the rest of the season. I'll, I'll say it again: the, the Nuggets, the Nuggets, arguably could be the most overlooked, anonymous, buried number one overall seed going into the playoffs in NBA history. Seriously, they could, they could yeah. easily. They'll finish with the best record in the West. Phoenix isn't going to catch them. They'll finish with the best record in the West. And they'll they'll probably finish with the best record in the NBA. And yet nobody will be right. talking about them. Which, you, you know what? You, I, lo- I love them in that. Let them lay in the weeds. You know what this feels like a little bit that, that happened this football season? Right now. And, and I'm, I'm not saying that this is... This is... Um, I'm not saying this is who the Nuggets are because I think they're a lot better. But it was almost like the Minnesota Vikings winning 13, like winning their division. And nobody, and nobody, like, ah, yeah, but they're the Vikings. They're not, like, they're not for real. And they're not going to win. 
and I'm not saying that about the Nuggets, but I mean the, it's the national attention where it's just like bury the Nuggets, good. We don't have to talk about them. But you don't talk about them anyhow. Right. So what do you guys care? But it, it just feels it feels like like we'll just squash them down and try to legitimize everybody other than them. Commissioner Goodell. <laughs> Roger Goodell doing Goodell. his uh, State of the NFL press conference yesterday at the Super Bowl. By the way, if you're already annoyed with uh, Russell Wilson uh, and you hate the flag football game, apparently that was Russ's idea. Right. Roger saying that Russ called him and said that that's what they should do. And everyone loved it. The players loved it. It got a better TV rating than... The Stanley Cup Finals between the Avalanche and Lightning last year, and Goodall said that uh, it looks at this point that we're not going back. We're not looking back. This is uh, this is the way it's going to be moving forward with the uh, Pro Bowl. He also said this one, and unbelievably, his nose didn't grow as he said it when asked about officiating in the league. When you look at officiating, I don't think it's ever been better in the league. There are over 42,000 plays in a season. Multiple infractions could occur on any plate. And our officials do an extraordinary job of getting those. Mark, Mark, you do you travel around the NFL? You call games sure. every single week? Is the, uh, is the officiating exceptional? Um, is it except? Well, it depends right. on your definition uh, of acceptable. <laughs> is or, it exceptionally or, good or exceptionally bad? Well, he said that it's never been better. Right. Right. Um, but it's never been any worse either. It's always been garbage. <laughs> so, like, I, he's not lying. It's never been better. It's n- it, it, it's never been any worse either. It's just really bad. So, yeah. It's, it's, hey, listen, man, those guys have an un... Like, they have an unbelievably difficult job. And it's so subjective. And every crew is different. And... You know, the way they call the game is different. I, I just, like, to me, you don't get, you, you don't put them in a position to be, to win. Like, the league puts them in a horrible position, and, you know, and, and they're the scapegoat. They get paid to be the scapegoat, so it doesn't really bother me that much. It's bad. I just know going in. It, the officiating's bad. Get used to it. A lot of uh, fallout reaction to LeBron James breaking the all-time scoring record the other night. Not the accomplishment itself, but what happened afterwards. Game was stopped. Stopped for 10 minutes. Bunch of people come on the floor. Big ceremony. And in a game in which the Lakers would lose. Lakers, by the way, uh, still scrambling to try to get into the playoffs. And then in a close game after setting the record, LeBron didn't play at all in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So, and then you saw the classic reaction from Anthony Davis, who just couldn't be bothered uh, to get out there and celebrate LeBron's accomplishments. So, uh, was it was it was it too over the top? Because I'll tell you one thing: Nikola Jokic is never going to become the uh, all-time leading scorer. He's not going to hang around the league long enough to uh, to do that. But let's say he did. Okay, something uh-huh. tells me that Le- that Nikola Jokic would be um, a, a dead set and aghast at the idea of stopping the game for ten minutes uh, to celebrate his accomplishment. Am I wrong? No, you're not. You're not wrong. Um, it is. The, you know, it is LeBron. I mean, come on. 
I will give this to LeBron. Has there ever been anybody that has been more hyped in the history of sports coming out and then almost exceeded expectation? LeBron James? Seriously, like... like, Him and Tiger. Yeah. Him and Tiger. Two guys that actually managed to not only live up to, but actually surpass the hype. Yeah. You're right. I mean, I can't think of anybody else. If I'm leaving somebody out, please let us know. But I've seen I've seen a bunch of, you know, baseball players that, you know, were going to be the greatest things ever that, you know, didn't actually. Bryce Harper, uh, you know, Bryce Harper's, yeah, you know, Bryce Harper's probably met the hype, but not like Tiger and LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I don't know. I mean, it is it is. Seriously amazing what that dude has been able to do. So, but there is anyway. a there is a look at me nature to him that I'm sorry, I just don't think that uh, some of the other greats would would yeah. would have treated the moment the same way. Put it that well, way. Well, yeah. What, what I mean, dude, did he have the chosen one tattooed on his back or like whatever? I right? like. There's some, yeah, there is some some look at me aspect. But, hey, listen, man, the guy's phenomenal. That is what is a trending. Coming up, we'll have the uh, latest on the uh, NBA trade deadline. What is uh, What are some of the rumors going on out there? What do you need to see from the Avs tonight? More on Russell Wilson. A lot of great reaction pouring in. We'll hear from the listeners. Also, boy, what did uh, Jalen Hurts do to uh, Chris Sims? Show me where, where, where it hurts. Uh, that's next. Loosen up those joints and muscles. It's time for your 745 stretch. Here's Schlereth and Evans with the biggest story in Denver sports. You know what? Today there's there's a lot of stuff going on uh, to react to and a lot of good reaction on the uh, Ramoslaw.com text line 303-713-1043. Uh, we await word from Russell Wilson. Not Russell Wilson's foundation. Yes, Russell Wilson's foundation put out a statement uh, addressing the USA Today report that says less than 25% of the uh, proceeds coming into the uh, foundation only goes out to actual charities. The rest goes to uh, administrative costs. The foundation itself came out with a uh, statement, and all it really was was touting the foundation's achievements with a couple of comments from some of the charities that have been helped and how great the foundation is and how great Russ and Sierra is. That's mm-hmm. that's that's the extent of what we got, but nothing yet from Russ, and that's what we await. And as one texter uh, put it, no matter what Russ says, it's going to be about how Russ says it. And in the past, he a- hasn't exactly been relatable or someone that has come across sincere. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, I think that's totally fair. We've talked about the tone deafness of of Russ when it comes to a bunch of different things, and you know, I mean, hopefully, like, hopefully, it's just another, it's another event in the long list of events that um, that you know he he looks at himself and looks at the way things are run and and the way he operates, and you know, takes some ownership for that stuff. And so, anyhow, we'll see exactly what happens. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't. Like I don't wish any ill will toward him, and uh, you know, 
I feel bad for him because I'm sure there's a lot of things that you put, you know, you trust the people in your camp to do the right thing and you're not, you know, you're playing football and you're not paying attention to some of that stuff and, you know, ultimately it falls, it's your responsibility and it falls on you because you put your name on it and I get all that stuff. Um, so I just, you know, I hope he comes off, he like comes out and is sincere and, um, you know, I, I mean, people are very forgiving and, and, you know, rectify the situation, all that stuff, Mike. I, I, but you do have to come out and you, at some point, this gives you an opportunity to be human, right? I hope he takes that opportunity to be human as opposed to, you know, the robot that he normally is. Yes. And this is a crucial uh, checkpoint, crossroads in his career and his, in his life, whether it be his career as a player or his image now. Where he has gone in those two areas of his life in the span of one year is astounding. Astounding. On the fast track as a player to the Hall of Fame, that is now in serious, serious doubt. And now his philanthropic nature, his giving nature, which has always been held up as second to none. The, the, The man's a Walter Payton Award winner. Mm-hmm. That's like many people regard that as the most prestigious award you can win in football. And he's one of them. And now with this, his image is in a serious question in tatters. So how does he address it? He can be he can. He can win back both areas of his life. He can. He can get back on track in both areas. But you're right. It is going to take him doing something that he has shown himself uncomfortable or incapable of doing, and that is just being real. Gosh, like... That's all he has to do. Just be real. This seems to me to be like as bad as this looks on the surface. Um, It seems to me like this is a perfect opportunity to do exactly that. To be real, to be vulnerable, um to be remorseful and to take ownership of something like that. It feels like you've got a, you've got a great opportunity and I hope he gets, you know, I hope he, he gets that, um, that kind of counsel as opposed to a, it's plausible deniability and Hey man, I like, I had nothing to do with this and well, we're going to, you know, we're going to dig into this really hard, but, uh, it's unacceptable moving on, you know, like, like I, I think you've got an opportunity to really, to really, you know, at least on the surface, to become relatable. And I think that one of the biggest issues with Russ, whether it's with his teammates or whether it's with the general population, everything else, he's he's not relatable. The text line on this one, it's hard for frauds to get in front of the truth. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Texture believes he's a fraud. Well... This is a chance to prove that he isn't. Uh, Another one. Guys, with the current Avalanche talent, it would be a major disappointment if they do not get at least to the Western Conference Finals. You know, it's interesting that they're playing Tampa tonight, because, and not because it's the site of their Stanley Cup clincher. It. I look at Tampa, and I, and I wonder, is, is Tampa what we expect of the Avalanche moving forward? Yes, they've got the Stanley Cup. It's awesome. But... What do we expect of them now moving forward? You look at, at Tampa. They won back-to-back Stanley Cups. Last year was their third straight year in the Stanley Cup Finals. 
This year, they're once again one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. Trust me, nobody will want to play Tampa in the playoffs. So they've been able to put together this long run. Is that our expectation when it comes to the Avs? Our expectation for them to have this kind of run? Mm -hmm. Or are we sort of content with with winning the, the the Stanley Cup and whatever happens happens but you know we're not going to sweat it if it uh doesn't turn out to be a, a Tampa-esque run moving forward well I, I would say this I mean look at you and I've talked about this um on our podcast we've talked about this on air look at this potentially dynastic run for the Kansas City Chiefs Ooh, I see where you're going okay Right? Yeah. If they lose another Super Bowl and they've been to three in the last four years and they've been to five straight AFC championships and, you know, guys get hurt, guys end up retiring, da 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 da. And at the end of the day, you've had Patrick Mahomes and let's say it's 12 years and you come away with all these wonderful things, but you come away with one championship in all that time. That's going to be a, a, monumental disappointment a huge disappointment and when you talk about the the you know the championship window and you talk about the talent that is the the Colorado Avalanche and then you see somebody who consistently you know we made excuses hey you know what you're celebrating the Stanley Cup it's a long season it, you know they'll you know they're going to come out slow we expected that but now it's time to turn on the gas this that and the other how does Tampa Bay do it in every year, year in and year out? So I think the expectation has to be a little bit higher than, hey, we want a Stanley Cup, we can rest on our laurels. I don't, I don't think that can be for the Avalanche. They're, they're too talented, they're too good, um, and I, I think we expect or we should expect more from them. And by the way, I'm not labeling them underachievers, okay? I'm just saying where, right. where I expect them to be. Hey, I, nothing's changed with me when it comes to the Avalanche, okay? They they are a team that I believe will be in the playoffs, and no matter where they are seated, they will instantly become the team nobody wants to play. They'll be Tampa. They'll, I guarantee mm-hmm. you, like you look at the, the Bostons and the Carolinas over in the Eastern Conference, they don't want to play Tampa. <laughs> they don't want to deal with Tampa, and that'll be the same situation here when the Avs get in. Uh, right now, it's a slog. It's just a grind right now, and I am but curious. How has Tampa done it every year in and year out, Mike? How did they? You know, I know it's a grind, and I know what you've done, and I know the accomplishment. How do they every year just be right at the top? Because they have what I believe the Avs have. They have great players. They have great leadership. They have a culture. They have great coaching. They have an aggressive front office that does things the right way. They have all the qualities that you want if you're trying to put something together that's long-lasting. They have it all. And you, the results have, have proven it. So do the Avalanche have that? I suspect they do. I suspect they do. And and now it's up to them to, to go out and prove it and, and go on a three-, four-year run like, like Tampa has. But I'm, I'm very curious about tonight because – this is one of those games that, as much as you give the Avs the benefit of the doubt, like I do, I totally give them the benefit of the doubt. I totally believe this is a team that can flip the switch ultimately when they have to. But in order to feel 100% confident in them when they have these kind of games, 
like this one, and then the one Tuesday at home against Tampa, those are the flip-the-switch games. Those are the games where I need to see, okay, that's the real abs right there. These are the real abs. Mm-hmm. And then they can go back and you lose a game and have to settle for an overtime loss in which they give up a lead late in the game and have to settle for a point. I can, I can put up with those games. But you, when you have these kind of games, you got to show me that it's still there. And I'm confident they will. I'm confident they will. Which is like this is why you play these. This is where this is where we're at right now. This, this is just such a good and I understand kind of where we are, but this is such a good test. Man, this is this is gonna be a good this is like a gut test game. Um and even if you lose, it it just the way you go out and the way you handle your business, the way you play, you know, you you could lose a game in which you play you outplay Tampa and their goaltender just steals one for them, right? That, like you can lose those type of games, but this is a very this to me is a really kind of litmus test. Where are we? How do we match up? Can we kind of can we kind of flip the switch when we need to? Like this is one of those games for me. I, I, I'm excited about this game, and everyone will be able to see it. Uh, it's on five o'clock on ESPN. So enjoy that. And I, I really quickly I wanted to play this. What did Jalen Hurts ever do to Chris Sims? Because, uh, boy, Chris Sims has has really gone out of his way to uh, trash Jalen Hurts uh, in the buildup to uh, this Super Bowl. Here he, uh, here he was yesterday. I understand the pocket passing is there, right, but you have to worry about so many other things to play Philadelphia. And, of course, Jalen Hurts is a big part of that, and he capitalizes on all that, and I certainly am not trying to take anything away from that. But... How would I put this? Quarterback, playing quarterback for the Eagles right now is set up to be one of the easier quarterback jobs in the sport. Oof. Talk about the backhanded compliment. Right. Jeez, why don't you just call him a game manager? Yeah, well, you know, I would I would look at that and say that that's probably true. Um, and how did Gardner Minshew do operating that offense? Did they lose two games in a row? They did. When, when he played? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's unique. That offense is unique. Listen, the way they run the ball, Mike, they are exceptional. But also, the level of decision-making, and this is where the traditional drop-back quarterbacks, and, and listen, I'm guilty too, but this is where the traditional drop-back quarterbacks you get all the accolades for being able to read out a progression, right? Get it to the right guy, get it out on time and all that stuff. And I get the difficulty of that. But the amount of of that type of mental acuity, if you will, um, that pressure on Jalen Hurts, it's 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 no different to me. When you're talking about, hey, man, I've got to run an RPO where I have to either, like, one of the things that Nick Seriani, their head coach, told me was, like, like when you have a dude that's a, a war daddy, a guy that's really hard to block, right? Oftentimes what ends up happening is you double-team those guys, right? So Chris Jones, we double him, we double him, we double him. And one of their philosophies, one of their core philosophies, if a guy's really hard to block, because when you're double-teaming that guy, means everybody else is getting one-on-ones, Right. And other players are going to make plays. So instead of double-teaming that guy, let's double-team other guys and not block that guy. Let's read him. 
That's the Reed principle, right? We see this you know, kind of infiltrating the National Football League right now. So in doing that in the RPO game, the run-pass option game, so you'll read that dude. So you'll flag that ball out there, and all of a sudden Chris Jones is unblocked. And now you make make him make a decision. Are you going to play the dive? If you play the dive, my quarterback's going to keep it. Or are you going to feather it out and try to play the quarterback? Then we're going to hand the dive. Or we could do either one of those things, or we can also throw it to, you know, to a slant that goes behind there based upon, based upon what that linebacker does or that, that nickel guy does on that fake handoff, on that read. And so think about the mental, the mental gymnastics you're doing there. You're reading a defensive end at the same time you're reading a, a, nickel player or outside linebacker to see if that hole opens up where you can make a quick pop pass to somebody else. Like, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot that you have to kind of comprehend and read. And, I mean, I understand that Chris Sims was, you know, more of a traditional guy and and we're used to seeing the traditional guys. But it doesn't take away, for me, all all the stuff that you have to do as a untraditional kind of quarterback as well. And Jalen Hurts does it as good as anybody. When your team is in hot water and you need a break from the play-by-play, Bath Fitter can install your tub or shower in just one day. And just like a coach, Bath Fitter is in your corner offering a watertight, seamless wall. A design consultant will take accurate measurements of your tub or shower and recommend the products that fit your budget. Bath Fitter has special financing available with no money down and no interest for up to five years. Now that's a game changer. Visit bathfitter.com to book your in-home consultation. Bath Fitter, it just fits. 